My name is Michael Schwager. I'm the curator here at the DeRosa Preserve in Napa, and we are standing in the main gallery of the preserve, which houses uh, the largest group of works in the collection. Uh, when you come to the preserve, you are really entering into the world of Rene DeRosa uh, and his collection, a collection that is now uh, well over 2,000 objects in all media by over 900 artists, all of whom uh, have lived and worked at one time or another in the San Francisco Bay Area. Rene is probably the, uh, one of the most renowned collectors in the Bay Area and has focused his attention on artists of this region his entire career as a collector, which spans uh, now more than 40 years. The preserve opened to the public in 1997, so we've been open 11 years now, and has about 215 acres of land, including three buildings where art is exhibited, uh, the Gatehouse Gallery, the Main Gallery, and Renee's former house. Another uh, place to see art here at the preserve is the Sculpture Meadow which is behind the main gallery and we have trails that run uh, throughout the Sculpture Meadow and the tours take visitors through the Sculpture Meadow in the spring and fall of each year. And Rene has always had a great love of outdoor sculpture, both large scale and smaller scale. So the preserve really houses work both indoors and outdoors in this uh, vast setting. Uh, Right after World War II, Rene spent some time in Paris, and he made an attempt to write what he calls the Great American Novel. He was a journalism major at Yale and always had a passion for writing. Uh, that didn't work out, but it taught Rene just how amazing artists are, and he devoted his life at that point to supporting artists if he couldn't be one himself. When he came to the Bay Area, Rene decided to, when he moved to this property in Napa, he would begin to grow grapes and he took classes in viticulture at UC Davis. Uh, while Rene was there, he uh, found the art department quite by accident and began meeting these seminal artists in the region, Roy DeForest, Robert Arneson, William Wiley, uh, Wayne Thiebaud, and Rene fell in love with their work and fell in love with uh, their aesthetic and he felt it was so refreshing, it was so different what he was seeing in the galleries back east and Rene uh, decided that would be these artists were people he wanted to commit to and he wanted to support and his collection for the last 40 plus years has focused on those core artists as well as a number of artists he's discovered in the intervening years all of whom are Bay Area artists. What I think is remarkable about Renee's collection is just how varied and how uh, deep it really is. Uh, Rene has never shied away from difficult works, works of a political nature, along with works that are more whimsical and more humorous, works that bring a smile rather than uh, make one uh, uh, think about more serious ideas. There are pieces in the collection by artists like Richard Carter that are, are quite arresting, quite uh, uh, profound, and there are works by artists such as uh, Enrique Chagoyam that are quite uh, thoughtful and political and there are works that celebrate color and celebrate form, uh, works by Tom Holland for example. Along with uh, a lot of artists who are lesser known to the public, there are 
a lot of household names, uh, works by uh, Joan Brown, for example, uh, major pieces by William T. Wiley, uh, Robert Hudson, uh, Robert Arneson, uh, Roy DeForest, David Best. Walking through the main gallery uh, houses about 800 works of art and allows the visitor to get a full sense of the range of the collection as well as a range of the artists, movements and styles that have been in the Bay Area since the 1960s when Rene began collecting. From the beginning, I think the, the goals of the preserve have been sort of multiple. One is, is to capture the history of this region and to show the incredible works of art that have been produced by Bay Area artists and make that available for the public to really uh, show people how remarkable this region is and how it really holds its own against other regions in the country. Another uh, goal that the preserve has always had and continues to have is to support emerging artists, to, to make sure that artists who are finishing school and coming into the art world uh, know that there's a, a place that supports uh, young and emerging artists and that their work uh, hopefully will end up in a place like the preserve and it'll be there for people to see uh, into the future. Several times a year we have exhibitions of artists who are not yet in the collection of the preserve and we do different thematic shows, such as the current show in the Gatehouse, uh, titled there, New Art from Oakland, that looks at different artists uh, throughout the region and um, gives them an opportunity to show their work in the context of other Bay Area artists throughout uh, the last 40 years. Oakland has, uh, in the last few years, really been recognized as this vital, exciting, growing art community. It used to be a place where artists would go to school, live for a while and then move to San Francisco or elsewhere. And in the last few years, it's, that whole trend's been reversed. Artists are coming to Oakland to live. There's an incredible uh, energy. There are so many different activities around the visual arts community that has totally changed the reputation of Oakland as an art center. And I really wanted to explore that. One of the phrases that kept coming up in talking to Oakland artists was the phrase, do it yourself. And I think that does define Oakland in many ways, uh, particularly in the art world that's grown up. That These artists didn't wait for San Francisco or Los Angeles or New York to come and discover them. They opened their own galleries. And I think that also um, translated into some of the work I saw, where artists like Monica Canaleo, who's right behind me, um, uses a lot of found materials and she uses all different kinds of methods. She does drawing, she does painting, she does sewing, she uses found objects, and it's sort of what's available to the artists in front of them. The artists aren't worried about creating works that are maybe timeless, that, that uh, mimic what you might find in a gallery in Chelsea or in Los Angeles, but rather that it reflects their own experience. The, the, the range of artists that I found in Oakland was quite, um, quite incredible and quite uh, 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 inspiring and um, uh, the, the, the difference in their approaches is always sort of invigorating. So, for example, uh, an artist uh, named Obi Kaufman was one of the artists who uh, I saw early on uh, in my research. The work that I included in the exhibition was a series he did on language. And so he combines uh, kind of a graffiti style with uh, markings that mimic uh, Arabic uh, writing and he's interested in the way that language is sort of an arbitrary system of signs and symbols that then convey meaning. 
Fabiana Rodriguez uh, is primarily known as a community, uh, a political artist, community activist. Uh, she, she does, one of her main uh, approaches is the political poster and it naturally has a combination of image and text and that's uh, a powerful way to get your message across and Fabiana uh, does not shy away from addressing uh, issues that are important to her and important to her community. There's a piece by Samantha Lautman uh, in the exhibition uh, which is a page from an Oakland phone book and it's an entirely text-based piece, quite an interesting piece. And the story behind that was when Samantha was a student at CCAC in Oakland, she discovered a series of old phone books in the printmaking studio. Uh, so she turned to the page where her name would appear. This was uh, 1979. And of course she was either too young or I'm not sure if she was just born that year, uh, but her name did not appear in that page. So she took that page and made a photo transfer of it and printed that as an, an etching. Uh, one of the artists in the exhibition uh, who presents sort of a group of, of her pieces is Gabrielle Wolodarski. Uh, she goes by Gabby. She's represented by 19 small paintings in, in the show. And some of the paintings are as small as one inch square, and some of them are a bit more traditional in size. All of them represent uh, Gabby's kind of reflections on the landscape or the cityscape and her uh, uh, recollections of Oakland. They're mostly done from memory. And if you look at the small, intimate little paintings, uh, the one inch square paintings, you will see uh, the Oakland waterfront, the Oakland hills, uh, images of downtown Oakland rendered in the sort of Renaissance miniature style. So they're almost like a um, kind of a love poem to, um, to Oakland. And also I think reflects a certain informality, the way she presents her work that I found in other artists' work. Uh, Mark Inglis Taylor has a collection of about 25 uh, drawings and small objects. And Mark, um, when I visited his studio, had been putting up things on the wall uh, as he created them. And when I asked him about how he wanted his work presented, he said, I want it in the same fashion. I'd like my work to kind of uh, be seen as a sort of informal growing idea. So. In uh, Gabby's case, each one of the paintings is an individual work. In Mark Taylor's case, uh, each piece is part of the whole. And that's one, the 25 or so drawings make up one object. Uh, Catherine uh, Westerhout is the one photographer uh, represented in the exhibition. And she's someone who uh, does a lot of traveling outside of the area. Uh, she is interested in, in uh, documenting um, buildings that have been abandoned, and often buildings that are historically important buildings. But uh, she found these, uh, a number of sort of uh, haunting images of uh, places where people gathered uh, for lunch, or people you know, spent time together, and now it's completely abandoned. So there's a sense of memory in, in a number of uh, artists in the, in, the, in the exhibition. The goal of the exhibition from the very beginning has been to um, uh, reveal uh, this great range of talented artists living and working in Oakland. Uh, for the most part, they are not uh, well known to our audience in Napa and to many people throughout the Bay Area. And so I hope that visitors come away from the exhibition with a sense of this vitality, this energy, this sense that there's um, that Oakland is a place that is not just what people hear about in uh, in the news and in the headlines, but a place of, of uh, creativity, uh, a place where artists are uh, supported and support themselves and support one another. And uh, there is quite a range of uh, different ideas and styles. Um, 
and materials coming out of uh, Oakland. So I, I do hope people uh, get a sense of that range and diversity that's uh, happening in Oakland.